John 15, I'm going to stay uh, within eight verses, and here in about 30 minutes, hopefully, we should be wrapping this thing up. But we have been talking the last few weeks on vision, vision, seeing the vision of God come to pass in your life. And um, this was something that was kind of stirring on me a little bit. And, um, you know, I was asking, is, does this connect with vision? How can I apply this to vision? And so I think God has shown me that. And um, if you want to put a title on it, you could call it Changing Seasons. Changing Seasons. How many of you know seasons change? Right? We've got four of them. Down here in the south, we've got two of them. <clears throat> and uh, the rest of the world gets to enjoy snow and those kind of things. We pretty much just go from hot to cold. And, you know, you get a week in there where maybe you might need a sweater or something. Uh, but seasons change. They don't stay consistent. And sometimes I think we misinterpret seasons of our lives. Um, and uh, by misinterpreting or not fully understanding the season that we're in, in a period in our life, it can hinder us from seeing the vision that God has for our lives. I believe that seasons are crucial to seeing the vision take place in your life. And here in John 15, uh, starting with verse 1, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. And every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me... You can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. So we see here that. Jesus is relating our relationship and um, um, our uh, walk in life as to being a plant that bears fruit. Each one of you is a plant that bears fruit. And there are parts of us and in seasons of our lives where we are fruitful. Obviously, through reading this passage, the goal is to bear fruit. If we could say, what's the end goal? What, what are we trying to achieve here? The end goal is bear fruit. And not just bear fruit, but bear more fruit. So apparently there's no end to this thing. Apparently there's no necessarily obtaining and saying, okay, I've, I've bared all the fruit or borne all the fruit, or whatever that word should be. I have produced, there we go. I have produced all the fruit that I can produce, and now I'm going to go into my plant retirement and uh, no longer bear fruit. Apparently, there is a, a goal, a desired result that we are bearing fruit. 
Amen. Do we see that in that passage? That's pretty easy to grasp. And so he's helping us see that there are things that we can actually do in our life to help us bear that fruit. And I want to uh, uh, align bearing fruit with uh, uh, basically achieving or living out God's vision. So if, if we were going to say, how can I bear fruit in this scenario? I want you to apply it to living out the vision that God has for you. We've been talking about vision. We started the first week. We talked about enemies of vision, things that come against the vision. We talked about, number one, you've got to count the cost, right? If we're not counting the cost, many times we don't see the vision come to pass because we've got this big vision ahead of us, but we don't necessarily identify what it's going to cost me, what do I need to eliminate, what do I need to add. We've got to count the cost. Sometimes it's for a lack of responsibility. Sometimes we think that it's up to God to produce the vision that he's given us. But God gives us the vision, and then it's our job to run with the vision and to uh, uh, put into practice the necessary elements in our lives that will help us achieve the overall vision. So we saw that. Last week we talked about uh, if we don't eliminate sight. We talked about Samson. And Samson had a great vision for his life. God gave him a great purpose, a great destiny. But he didn't achieve it because he was driven by what he saw rather than by what God saw. So every time he got in front of something that was pleasing to him, he went after that instead of going after vision. And when you learn to live by vision, you've got to learn to cut off your sight. You won't gain your vision until you lose your sight. We saw that last week. You've got to lose your sight to gain your vision. It wasn't until they burned out his eyes that he gained a vision and said, wow, look at the potential I have. Look at what I could possibly do. The hair started to grow back. Why? Because God never gives up on his vision in your life. We give up way before God gives up. I was just talking with my pastor just a few days ago, and uh, we were just talking about how long-suffering God is. Aren't you thankful that and we don't talk about that a whole lot in church, but God is long-suffering, man. He's so patient with us. Way more patient than we are with ourselves, with each other. I mean, it's just unbelievable uh, when you start to reflect on the mercy of God. His, that he will wait you out, man. There comes a point where you, you've waited him out long enough that it's time to put. But there, God is way more long-suffering than we give him credit for. There's things he's probably still waiting on you to do that he's been talking to you for three, four, five years and saying, when are you going to get it together? But he's still waiting. He's still patient. Uh, his, his gifts uh, are without repentance. I mean, he's saying, look, if you will just align yourself, you can still achieve the purpose I've given you. That's the God I serve. He hasn't given up, and he won't give up. Amen. And he didn't give up on Samson. Many of us would have. We've said, cut his head off, move on. Where's the next judge? Give him to me. Where's he at? And God said, even without his eyes, I'll still use you. Stick him between those pillars. I'll bring the whole place down. Amen. That's the vision that God has. And so there are moments in our lives where we're fruitful. But what I think happens for a lot of us is we don't transition well. And we don't change seasons well. And there are seasons that we're not as fruitful. And some of that is by design. And it's in those seasons that sometimes I think we get stuck. It's in the seasons 
where there is more eliminating going on than producing. Going back to verse uh, 2, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So he will eliminate what's not producing. And every branch that bears fruit, he keeps. That's not what it says. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Then those branches that are bearing fruit, we think that we're safe from elimination, right? I almost wanted to title this message, Making the Cut, because I was watching uh, American Ninja Warrior. Anybody seen that show? You got to make the cut, man. You got to make it through the course in a certain amount of time. You got to do a certain amount of things. You don't just automatically go on to Vegas or wherever they're sending you. You got to make the cut. That means that there are going to be some things you're going to have to either eliminate or add to your life to get to the next level. And so he says here, if you're not producing, I'll eliminate you. If you are producing, I'll eliminate things within you. And these are the seasons I want to speak today. Speak to today. These are the moments. Everyone can run after the things of God when we're producing, man. We're fruitful. I mean, we're just seeing God's grace on our lives. We're just seeing that the, the, the purpose is just coming out of us. Doors are opening that no man can close, and doors are closing that no man can open. And I mean, we're just so excited about what God is doing. But what about the moments where it feels like everything's being cut off? Like you're being cut on. You are being hacked at. And these are the moments that we've got to recognize where we've got to stay consistent and we've got to continue with the things of God. He says, every branch in me, there again, verse 2, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Spoken to you. Now look at verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. The first thing I want to give you tonight is you have to connect to the right source. You have to connect to the right source. I don't know how many times that I, I, I've, I've seen individuals, man, when, when, we're, when we're running, everything's going good, everything's exciting. We, we, it's, it's, it's not a hard thing to stay connected to the right source. I mean, they're in church all the time. They're in the Word. Uh, I mean, they're, 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 they've got a strong prayer life. They're, they're staying around godly friends. But then it's in the seasons, it's in the seasons where, where maybe things aren't producing. And we're not seeing that same production at the level we used to. That's where the disconnect takes place. That's where we start seeing them drop off from church and their attendance isn't so strong. They're not hanging around the right crowd anymore. They start hanging around with people that don't even know the word, people that have no vision. It's very hard to accomplish the vision that God's given you when you hang around people that have no vision. It's very difficult. I know a lot of times we feel like, well, you know, I'm, I'm helping them out. You know, I'm hanging around. You know, if, if I were to stand up on a chair, and I'm not going to demonstrate this. I don't want anyone to knock me over. If I'm standing up on a chair, standing up on this stage, and then someone below me, and we lock arms, it's going to be much easier for him to pull me down than it is for me to pull him up. 
And a lot of times we get in those situations thinking, oh, I'm helping them get there. I'm helping them get there. But we've, it's our connections. It's our source that got us to where we were. You only produce what's in you. You only produce what's in you. You've got to that level by staying connected to the right source. So why is it when we get into seasons where maybe the production isn't happening that we disconnect from the source? This is one that I've heard a lot of times from believers. Well, my season's up. And a lot of times, I'm not saying every time because seasons do come up. But I think sometimes we use that as a term to replace, I'm tired. (laughs) Sometimes for believers, they say, well, you know, I think my season's just coming up. When really, you're just getting tired. And the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us that you can grow tired in well-doing. Tiredness is not a sign, is not always a sign of the wrong thing. I'll put it this way. Just because things are going wrong doesn't mean it's time to get out. And just because things are going good doesn't mean it's time to stay. We've got to be more led by what's going on in the inside. See, a plant isn't determined. uh, What what a plant produces and, and what it's giving off is not determined by its environment. It's determined by the seed that was planted within it. And if you take roots of that. And I think as believers, we too often allow our external to determine the internal. We allow the external to determine what's really going, what's really taking place on the inside. And I think God wants us to see tonight. He wants us to see tonight, first off, that you have to connect to the right source. What does he say to do? Abide in me. And I in you. That word abide means to dwell. It means to live and stay. It's the very opposite of visit. See, I could come to your house tonight and visit your house. But that's much different than dwelling. If I showed up at your front door today or tonight on the way home and said, hey, I'm going to come dwell with you. You're not thinking, oh, yeah, come on inside, you know, have a snack, watch a show, and then leave. You're thinking, you got your bags packed? What, what's going on here? Why? Because dwelling is, 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 is lifestyle. Dwelling is that's where I'm, I'm making my abode. And I think many times we are visiting the word, visiting Jesus. Abide in me and I in you. Well, what is Jesus? John 1, 1 tells us that Jesus is the word. And the word became flesh. So the more I stay here, not visit. Jesus doesn't want conjugal visits. He wants to know that this is where you live. This is where you come back to. When you run out and, and, and you're doing your thing throughout the day, you come back home to this. This is where we live. This is where we dwell. And this is what? Uh, uh, God wants us to see tonight. You've got to stay connected. Abide in me and I in you. What you're connected to determines what you produce. What you're connected to determines what you produce. If, if, if all of a sudden you're recognizing that, man, I've, I've had a bad attitude lately. I just don't have a good outlook on life. You know what? I just, I just can't seem to walk in love towards people. We might need to take a look at 
what we're connecting to. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm susceptible to this, man. You hang around someone with a bad attitude long enough, you'll have a bad attitude. You hang around someone that has a negative uh, outlook on life, all of a sudden you're pessimistic about everything. But you hang around someone that's excited, someone that's happy, someone that's loving life, man, you just all of a sudden happen to notice all the roses that are red and the violets that are blue. Because you're connected to a different source. We've got to connect to the right suit, to the right source. If there's no root, there's no fruit. There's no root, and there's no fruit. So if we don't stay connected, you know, I think sometimes we just uproot too soon. In the changing of the season, we've got to learn to stay. Connect to the right source. Connect to the right source. The second one that I want to give you is we've got to cut. First one was connect. The next one that I want to give you is cut. He says that pruning will take place. And we refuse pruning. We reject pruning. That's the last thing we want done. We want to go to the next level with everything that we have in this level. We want to take everything with us. Look, you know, what you eliminate is just as important as what you're producing. What you eliminate is just as important as what you're producing. There are things that have to be cut off. He's identifying here that there's pruning that will take place. Even if you're producing, you'll still be cut. I would rather have things cut off of me than have me cut off from the thing. He says, if you're not producing, if there's no fruit showing up, we'll cut you off. And he goes on to say that those are the ones that get piled up and they're thrown into the fire. That's not me. I don't want to be thrown into the fire. I want to be productive. I want to produce. I want to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. But what you get rid of, what you eliminate, is just as important as what you produce. There is no athlete on the face of this planet that hasn't already understood that. Athletes know that if I'm going to go to the next level, I'm going to have to eliminate some things. It might be eliminating things in my diet. It might be uh, eliminating things in my routine and in my day. It might even be eliminating friends and relationships. We've got to do better at recognizing what is holding us back. We've got to do a better job of recognizing what are the things that are keeping us where we are. What is keeping us where we are? Because if you want to get to the next season, see, the seasons are crucial to the vision. Your vision will endure seasons. Your vision will undergo changes in the season. And if we don't transition with those seasons, if we don't eliminate from one season, we won't get to the next season. We've got to learn to cut off. And lastly, the third one is continue. Continue. Connect, cut, continue. Continue. I, you know, I remember when I was uh, graduating Bible school, came to a close of a season. 
We've got some graduates in this room here. Came to a close in a season. And the number one charge that they gave us was don't stop doing what you're doing. That's the question. Okay, God, what's, what's the next thing? What's the next step? What's the next plan? We're always interested in the next step. And they would tell us, put your hand to something. Continue doing something. You know, and they, they gave us the analogy that you cannot steer a parked car. But you can steer a moving car. One that's already in a general direction. Now we can direct that. And, and, and I can tell you right now, I can go back to Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, uh, 13 years later now and find people that are still there waiting on the next thing but they're not busy doing anything you've got to do something before you'll do anything you've got to let God know that I'll do it I'll do it you've got to endure some things it's amazing how we come out of one season on a high, and then we go into the next season, and we expect it to be on the same high that we just left the previous season. No, you know, it's just like with starting a new job. It's just like with starting a new grade. It's just like uh, 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 any other thing in life that you're going to start out on the bottom of the next one and work your way up from there. That's how the kingdom works. If you'll be faithful with little, then you'll be faithful with much. He told the uh, 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 the master told the individuals, the servants with the talents, here's your five. Be faithful with the five, and then they'll get to ten. But eventually the ten wasn't going to be good enough anymore. Because the master said, it's your faithfulness that allows you to be productive. So there's no, okay, you're at ten, you're good, that's all I needed you to do. Go on, see you later. No, you're at 10, but now 20 is going to come. And it's what you do with the 10 that determines what you get with the 20. Amen. This is different seasons of our life. How are we transitioning? And we've got to continue. That tells me, this tells me, that there is a tendency to quit. There is a natural tendency to quit doing what I'm doing. There's a natural tendency to become complacent rather than be urgent there's a natural tendency in our lives to become complacent it's one of the uh one of the greatest things that hinders us from future success is current success it's what i've become successful in today that keeps me from wanting to become successful tomorrow i've i've arrived i've achieved and what happens is, is complacency steps in. But we don't want to become complacent. We want to continue in the things of God. This is where he simply says, uh, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Why? For without me, you can do nothing. It's amazing how God will get us to a point and then we act like we can get ourselves the rest of the way without him. Like he's just there for the, for the jump start. Thanks for jumping my battery. I can get it from here. Now, he needs to be there through the entire process. He wants to be through. He wants to help you endure to the end. And it says those that endure to the end will be saved. There's a continuing. 
There's a continuing that's got to take place. Abide in the word. Stay in the word. Stay consistent with the things that have gotten you to where you, where you are today. The second you start to see some of your vision show up, the second you start to see some of the things, that's not the time to get out of the word. That's not the time to stop going to church. That's not the time to start giving your tithe and your offering when, when, when all of a sudden you see God starting to move on your finances. That's not the time to stop walking uh, in love with your spouse when you start seeing the, the right responses that you've been believing God for. That's not the time to keep directing your children just because all of a sudden they're starting to respond accordingly now. We continue the process so we can continue to see the fruit and the results that God has for us. Amen. So we want to connect to the right source. If there's no root, there's no fruit. We want to cut off or eliminate because what we eliminate is just as important as what we're producing. And we want to continue because there's a natural tendency to become complacent. Amen. This is what we're going to do to see the vision that God has for us. I don't know what your vision is. I don't know what your purpose is. I don't know what your destiny is. I don't know what God's laid on your heart. I don't know what those specific things are that God has said, this is what I have for you. These are the things that I want you to influence and impact. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you can live your life beyond yourself, if you can live your life bigger than what's around you, don't be distracted and moved by what you currently see, but start applying your life and start putting in the principles for what you want to see. I can promise you that God will start to flourish in your life. Fruit will start to be produced for the kingdom of God. Amen. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you that you've given us a great purpose, a great destiny, a great assignment, Father. But Father, we don't want to leave this building tonight without recognizing that the vision that you've given for us It comes with some cutting. It comes with some changing of seasons. Father, we won't deny you whether we're producing or whether it's cutting. Father, we will see you move. We will see you moving on our life. We will see you directing our life. We will see you intervening in our lives. Father, it's your work being done through us. We are your vessels. We are your open vessels, ready to pour out whatever you place within us. But Father, we remain teachable. We remain moldable. We allow you to cut off, produce, eliminate whatever it is that does not need to be there. We give you full access. We give you full access in our lives tonight so that we can see your vision come to pass. Father, I thank you for every individual under the sound of my voice tonight. I thank you for their purpose, their destiny that you've called them to. Father, make the vision clear for them. Help them see the vision. Help them see the vision clearly so so that those that read it can run with it. Father, we know your word tells us that if we do not have vision, we will perish. Father, I thank you that you're going to make the vision clear to them. You're going to give them clear steps of how to apply it and live it out. Father, we give you the glory and the praise now for what you're going to do for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah.